Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sans fans radio. There's only one Tony Lockett, but there's two Gary Ablets. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And this week we're joined by professional wrestler and Warzone heavyweight champion of the world, Dowie James. Hi, friends. Dowie, in one word. Thoughts on Chris Scott? Fuck. Here we go, That'll suffice. Tom, how good's footy? Fucking brilliant. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, oh. um, okay, so we're starting off hot then. <laughs> we all, we're going hot. It's yeah. hot in this room. I right. took my scarf off. We may as well dive in then. Yeah, yeah. Um, the to, man's a hack. To the main event. Uh, Chris Scott got re-signed by Geelong for yep. a further three years? 2022. For, yeah. <sighs> Because he was going to wrap up in 2020. He initially said he was going to quit coaching before his kids went to school. Did he say that? Yeah, he said that in an interview when he re-signed like two years ago. And I assume it's because kids know what a shit coach he is. (laughs) And they will bully his children when they get to primary school. (laughs) savage. (laughs) Jesus, I wasn't ready for this. (laughs) I'm going to have to defend my boy. Tom, why did they re-sign him? Um, Good question. I am genuinely confused. Like, we had him to 2020 anyway. Yep. Uh, I think... In all seriousness, I think it's a bit of security because there are... I mean, Alan Richardson's got what? Two years. Yeah, but... One and uh, and uh, some clauses. Exactly, to right? Hit, but yeah. Stuart Jew, yes, he's new, but he's on borrowed time up there. Yeah, Ken Hinckley, they've signed him a long way away, but, you know, who knows? Ross Lyon. Now, Chris Scott did his apprenticeship at Freo, so it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility for Freo to have... To approach Chris and be like, "Come and coach Freo." Uh, you think that Geelong were afraid? I think there and was a- so. In answer to their fear, they've thrown away their future. I, <laughs> I also think. I also think the record that I broke up broke up brought up last week mm. when fuckface over here jumped on Twitter and had a crack at him. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Dow. It's great to have you. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. Uh, no, um, I think that record of. You know, 
four out of five prelim finals, I think. We got, or four, five years in a row, we got to four out of five prelims or whatever it was. In those eras, you've got to remember, I think we came up against Hawthorne twice in their three-peat years. We copped Sydney a year. They made like they were playing good football and were arguably the premiership favourite that year. We've copped Richmond and Adelaide last year in both finals where they went on to be the grand finalists. I mean, we've done pretty well. We've been in games and we've been in a position to win another flag. I argue that we fucked up in 2013 in that Freo game and the grand final in 2013 was played a week earlier between Freo and uh, between Hawthorne and Geelong in that prelim. We're a kick there've been multiple times we win a kick away. I, I think he's coached us to a great level. We've been able to rebuild on the fly. We've been able to blood good quality young talent, which is a combination of Stephen Wells. But I, I think he's I think yes, I, I and I have been a critic of his at times, but I think his record and his coaching ability. He was voted by the coaches the hardest coach to coach against. So his peers think he's the hardest no coach to coach against. No, it doesn't because you're, if you're saying that... Oh, you guys both coaches, are you? Yeah. No, but it would imply <laughs> that he's been successful in, in some realm. And other than his win-loss percentage... Like I This week, I was trying to gear up to come in and just He has the best win-fucking-loss percentage. Yeah, I know. Exactly. So how has he not won a flag other oh. than his first year when he is admitted... Team pretty much coached themselves. He came oh, yeah. in with an established list. They ran the show, and ever since he's gotten worse and worse and worse. Well, he hasn't though. He's been in. They've made prelims consecutively, as I pointed out. They made prelims consecutively, he and hasn't they've come against better. I reckon. Well, he's had a list in transition though. Over the last, oh, but what I was going to say, we bottomed is, out once I, in that period. I have had a look at the list that he's got, and we've got some tremendous young talent, and there is we've got too many midfielders. But a big criticism of mine is he doesn't know how to run a defense. Like he takes people. We from, have the best fucking defense in the takes, league. He takes those defensive players, Harry Taylor, best fullback that exists, and he <laughs> insists on putting him up front. He's like, go stand up front where you don't do anything, where, no, you, no, no. <laughs> where you miss three out of your four shots on goal <laughs> and just stay up there. Same with Blitzard. Blitzard should be up back. He's got a lot to offer up front, but we've got better forward players. Yeah. And he just wants to make him a forward. Now he's been playing him full back all fucking year. Yeah. This year. Yeah. This year. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. Well, when would he have gone back last year when he had Lonigan and Mackey in the yeah. start? Yeah. I would have thrown him back then. Really? Warm him up? Nah. He's been brilliant. He's all Australian this year. He's never been all Australian before. He's in the squad, but he's but he's made the squad and he'll yeah. make the twenty two. Uh, hmm. Fuck your rants. Get get in the bin. Okay. okay. Hollywood okay. yourself into the bin, mate. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the Harry Taylor thing. There are there are criticisms and they are fair, but I will say this: playing Harry Taylor forward means that guys like Collegeasney, Buse, and Stewart could have done an, did an apprenticeship under Lonigan and Mackey and Henderson in the back line, a year ahead of this year. Mm, Harry Taylor forwards that. mean that you can interchange with Jack Henry, who's That's brilliant. it. I also want Harry Taylor off the squad, but that's a different <laughs> argument entirely. We'll come back to that. We'll circle around. Oh, um, man, you're a hard I, man to play. I think my, my biggest problem is that there's been no progress since 2011 that's when he came on board like we've not won a flag his win loss percentage has gotten worse over the past two years like he ended last year at 73 percent yeah i think he's ending it just on 70 he's on 71 so he's dropped a couple but okay there's games this year we haven't lost a game we've lost one game by more than three goals this year he also has no adaptability oh i think he's very good at coming up with a plan that is 
This is a twofold complaint of mine. Would you call it a plan A? Yeah, he's great yeah. at coming up with an unorthodox plan A, and when that works, and everyone goes, oh, he's going to run plan A next week because it works so well this week, he sticks to it. He doesn't change. He's like, I'm going to do this. Dangerfield full forward 2017 yeah, final yeah, series. Yeah, very so, obvious so thing. But you're... same thing with their mid-card run, mid-card, midfield lineup. This, like when Cam Guthrie works really well, he leaves him in that same position, knowing he's not a consistent player. And yeah, but like he should probably give him a bit of a he's, bounce he's, around. He's actually, I like the fact that He's actually, with Harry Taylor back in the side, Guthrie's been able to play more forward of the ball. And I've said that on the show, that he's a better... He is a better... He's a better mid and he's a better forward. He is. He, he's someone I feel like cops a lot of flack. He, and I unfairly, need to defend constantly. He's my favourite player. He's fantastic. I he, love him. He's on-ball pressure. Like, his problem is never that he's not involved. No. And that, I think, is a tremendous positive. Like the only thing, I've, sometimes he makes some silly decisions, but he's always there. He's never missing. I'd rather he would be there and be winning the ball and then make a mistake than be, you know, nowhere near the ball like uh, James Parsons. Parsons <laughs> has got to go in the bin. Yep. Yeah. You've got to get rid of him. He's just too inconsistent. When send, Parsons send him to the plays all right. He's not inconsistent. He just doesn't he's have. He's consistently shit. <laughs> He's very consistent. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's my issue with the Chris Scott signing. Okay. Oh, sorry. And the other yeah. thing is, when Plan A is not working in a game, he doesn't know how to fix it. There's no Plan it, B? Yeah, is that what you're saying, Yeah, he has no Plan B. <laughs> I guess that is correct, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> I think he does. And well, I think we've seen evidence of that. Well, from time to time. But no, I think I think it's it's that issue that, that Dangerfield brought up after, I think, either the Hawthorne or the Richmond game, where when Geelong's back is to the wall, the Plan B is blistering play on football. And that's how we that's how we're going to win a flag. That style mm. of footy. That bl- that's like it run and gun through the middle. That's not a plan B. That's no. a thing that teams do when it's like all is lost, so why not? Fuck it. That's just plan B. That's, but that's where it, yeah. It's not a good and plan it's a bad B. I'm not saying B. it's a good plan B. No, no, no. I, I think he has. And that's where he lets us down a lot in that when our problem is no defensive pressure, he's like, "All right, well we're going to counter this with more offense. Mm. Like, things aren't working Malcolm out. Malcolm Blight made three did, grand finals with that strategy. That. Malcolm Blight's a dickhead. <laughs> Just on coaches, Malcolm Blight was on the radio this week and had a dig at Brisbane saying that they shouldn't have re-signed Chris Fagan. Chris Fagan already had a deal for next year, but they added two to it because yep. he's had a successful year in Brisbane is sort of on an upward curve. But he's like, I've seen coaches get fired for a lot less than what he's done. And I'm like, whoa, how out of touch are you with the fucking reality? I don't like Malcolm Blight. Nah. I mean, he's doing a great job. I love him. Uh, Fuck you. It's great. Bullshit. Biggest goal in history. Scott, here's the issue. Right. Geelong haven't really gone to the draft for a long time. They've topped up. They've grabbed Dangerfield. They've grabbed Selwood. They've been grabbing players. Gary Ablett, all of this. Going to the draft this year in a super draft. Well, they have to go to the draft. Getting rid of Motlop for Gary Gary Ablett Ablett. is something I'll never forgive him for. (laughs) But. So it's all in. It's all in for Geelong. They have to. Don't make me foot this table. (laughs) Can Can I say, getting rid of. They have to win a flag, Tom. That's the thing. Yeah, no, we will. So you when watch. Chris this Scott year. had, did he have two years? <laughs> <bring it> on. <laughs> did he have two years left? Ah, uh, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, twenty twenty yeah. was on his. I would have rather they either see. They need to wait. They need yeah, to wait and go. We've gone all in. All the chips are in. If they don't win a flag, then it's a failure, and they should change. move him out and change it. Yeah, it's really, especially now. Like, if you're ever going to change, once how long's like Ablett got left? Realistically, three. One three. Well, no, as in, as in, one didn't he have? After. Didn't he have three to start with? Wasn't no, that no, a deal? No, no. Two. No, was he only two. on two? Yeah, yeah. I can go two, and you could give him a. Th- you could give him an extra one if he performed well. I, he hasn't performed that well this year. It's been great. His numbers he's, have been all right. Yeah, yeah, but you're comparing him to twenty to twenty seven year old Gary Ablett. Yeah, but he's earning more money 
at 34 than he was at 27. Is I don't think he is. I think he's on, on less. He's year. on less. Gold Coast, because that was the issue. Deal. Gold Coast were like, we can pay you triple what you get at Geelong. And he's like, I'm going home. I think he's on 500 a year or something. I've also got to just put out there, yeah. you're bagging Motlop, like, given the Motlop one, Motlop wanted to leave because he's a free agent. So hmm. he... We could have matched the deal, but he wanted to go. We got Gary Ablett. I would argue he wanted to go because of poor treatment from coaching staff. But we got Gary Ablett and Tim <laughs> Kelly for Motlop. Tim Kelly is yeah, the Tim- best rookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to be a really. good... But that's what I mean. This is he's going to be a really good make- West Coast player next oh, year. Fuck you, <laughs> you fuckhead! If you were going to make a shift, it would be now. Like over the next few years, we've got a tremendous group of talent that can be moulded into anything and it would be really fun in 2020 to see a new coach come in and play with that talent instead of the same coach do the same thing what if that want hasn't flag worked out over the last seven years. Well, if that happens, then great. They've been vindicated and well done. I'll eat. Great. Look, I don't know. What, what are you going to eat? What's the coaching toast equivalent? <laughs> what, guys, crumpet? Michael yeah. Boss is available. That's all I'm saying. Oh, no, if I, no. Bring him in. If I wanted a shit prison player, I'd have hired Brad. Oh, <laughs> he's done pretty well. People have talked. His name is thrown in the mix for coach of the year. Oh, yeah, no, stuff. he's absolutely turned that list around because he's finally got it in a... He's got he's had injuries plague a lot of that list and he's been able to clear out bits and pieces. Could you make an argument for North Melbourne that they just severely underperformed and were shithouse last year? I think so, yeah. 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 I thought last year they were going to do much better than they... They won four games, I think, last year, maybe five, and they've won 12 this year. And just miss finals. Yeah. I think, well, I think also the issue last year was that they lost a whole bunch of talent and it took them a while to course correct. Like they lost Petrie, Harvey, Del Santo, and I think two others. Yeah. Ferrito, like core cogs in that, that, that team who then last year, well, they didn't have them. And it's like, oh, fuck, mm. what are we, we where, where's, the, where's number 29? Oh, he's not there. And fuck. I think <laughs> a big part of my Chris Scott resentment comes from a similar thing where if he was coming in and this was all brand new talent and it was course correction, that would be fine. But taking the stars that we've got that are established, that you know how they play and they know how they fit into this like roster, there is no reason we were fighting for an eighth spot. Well, but here's the thing. We win one of two Richmond games and one of the two Hawthorne games. We're having a completely different conversation. Harry Taylor kicks that goal after the siren. We're having a completely different conversation. But he never will because he shouldn't be up front. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he took the fucking mark. Yeah, it's true. Hey, he can take a mark. He's a big guy. He just can't kick. Hey, (laughs) I I saw him kick fucking four goals on Alex Rance. Mm. That's a good point. You look at the ladder and the, the the three teams with the highest percentage are Richmond, Geelong, and Melbourne. And we've Quite also got, a bit of, we've also got the else. best defense on paper. Yeah, as in we've conceded the least number of points yeah, than than any other side. Yeah, fair enough. Hmm. Blitz ups, career best year. Exactly, that's what I mean. Blitz ups is and they not they're not moving him forward except in patches every now and again. Just like in that that game against Melbourne, they threw all the defenders into the forward line. Just I, for, just I was for all right different. with him. He played um, behind the ball a bit against Gold Coast this week. It's just gone by, and that yep. was he's such a freak athlete. That well, guy. but even like they're talking this week uh, for the the Melbourne Geelong elimination final that yep. having Blitzarves at full back and having Harry Taylor still on the side means you can put Jack Henry and Harry Taylor back. Just put Blitzarves on the ball for a bit to try to neutralize Gorn with a bit of his athleticism. I'm excited to get to the long game because I really want to talk about Jack Henry and how he just is better every week. And it's bullshit he's not in the best 22 under 22? Yeah. Yeah, that is disgusting. Well, we might. Do we want to dive into the Maybe I think it took it too long. Did we dive straight into the Geelong game? Or are you just... Bombers Port Adelaide's the first game, but while we're on the Geelong train, right. let's just do it. That's the second game of the Sounds round. Sounds good. Geelong won 142 to 40. A shellacking. A drobbing, if you oh, 
200 point wins in a row. I mean, yeah. against teams that didn't. Yeah. Up, but yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. Jack Henry. Jack Henry. Great. Uh, it was like four weeks ago, I was saying to someone, this kid is going to be great. And I was watching him play Gold Coast. And I'm like, oh, no, he is great. Yeah. Like, he, there's no getting He's not going to be great. It. He's amazing. I would argue maybe that the best 22 under 22, he took a bit, like, first half of the season, he didn't really shine. And maybe that hurt him. Like, it took a bit for him to come out of well, his shell. Is it his first year? It's his, well, it's his, I think his second year at the club, but it's his first year. Like, he played VFL. Yeah. He's 19. Okay. So, did he get a Rising Star nomination? He did, yeah. yeah after, yeah. I think, round. One of the we played the Giants and he had like fifteen marks. I think Jared Waitley said that he would win the award. He yeah. said it a couple of weeks ago. He, he won't because he won't. Um, Stevenson's it got sucks, his but he's that, but. the fact that the fact that you look at Jack Henry and you've got an All Australian defender in Harry Taylor and Lockie Henderson and you go All right. I need to pick my spine. I'm picking Jack Henry first and then one of Taylor or Henderson. Yeah. Like isn't that a, like he's he's pushed Taylor out of the back line. Yeah. Yeah. Although although he's also very good up forward because he gives he's actually he's working it's the one thing that Tom Hawk and this is the thing that sort of a, someone was talking today about Hawkins's year and we saw him take a bit of a sacrificial role on the weekend which I liked because I liked in that I liked the team camaraderie. Like I liked the gimmick of it yeah. and building up everyone's confidence. I really would have liked to just see him get that Coleman. Oh, what like, and it, he he could have done it if they just fed it to him every time. I think I think the issue, the thing that hurt him wasn't actually his ability. It was the fact that Jack Leslie did his knee, yeah. so went off. So May moved to Hawkins, and Hawkins was like, right, well, my role now that May's on me is to drag May as far up the fucking ground yeah, as I can because yeah. he's an unfit fat fuck. <laughs> He was but sucking him in. A lot was, of, oh, yeah. He was. Hawkins is fit, though. And he, yeah. Hawkins is. Yeah. Hawkins is a form of his career. He, he looks like he could play for another four and years. And you can Hawkins. see, like, about second, third quarter, and he's so frustrated that he's yeah. just rough and tumble because if he runs, I can't keep up with him. Nah. <laughs> like, I That's need just to... May's game. He's a dog. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think Henry's great forward and back. He's the swing man that Chris Scott has wanted Harry Taylor to be. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. You I know like what? that. You know what I don't know if we clarified? I think you can probably guess it from context, but Dowie's a big Cats fan. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm a Geelong supporter, yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so much Geelong arrogance in this room. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It's off the charts. Hey, Dangerfield had a ripping game. He's, oh, I was he's about back. to say, I think it was his best game this year. Yeah. Like, yep. it was like watching him play from last year, mm-hmm. which well, has been missing all year. I think, well, Chris Scott even said he's been sore. Like, he's been playing sore. So, he's, he's had corkies, he's been battered, he's been bruised. And, and Chris Scott said this multiple times, dangers. Like, you remember, he missed the start of the year mm. with a bit of a niggle. And I think it's just taken him the year. Because he's never going to get a game where he can just take it easy. Because, A, he doesn't fucking know how to play that style of game. Mm. He would be the best player in the AFL at getting tackled and then just getting up while being tackled and continued yeah. movement. Yep. Like, it's abs- the amount of times he gets tackled to the ground, you're like, oh, he's gone. And he just stands back up again, and he's still got the ball, and he just takes off. And it's like, how the fuck are you that good? For, oh. He's every bit as agile as Joel Selwood is reckless. Yes. Like, it's the same <laughs> approach to football, but where Joel's like, tuck my head and just run into it. And yeah. Patrick's like, how do I get out of this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a big bloke, he is actually quite nimble. I don't, I don't want to backtrack, but I do want to backtrack and talk about when we we're talking about Hawkins being unselfish, yep. he set up Jack Henry for a shot at goal at about 50 out, and Henry looked to pass off to Menzel, which is great in that it was fun seeing like good team dynamic and moving it around. But when we're 80 points up against Gold Coast, like I feel like that's when Jack Henry, Henry should be bombing. polishing up those shots at goal because you're going to need yep. them in the yep. next few weeks. And he, and he, 
He can do it too. Yeah. We've seen him kick it from 55. Yeah. And like, on tough angles. I think he'll be fine. I think that was more about potentially bringing Menzel into the game a bit. Yeah. Giving him a bit of combat going to finals. Well, he kicked a couple. He looked lively. He can't fucking run though, Sean. No. Is and that, he's not he tall enough to or? play a big forward. Like he plays like he's Tom Hawkins guy. He can get those over the head marks, but he's yeah. often outsized by yeah. defenders. And he does, he does try to like outmuscle an opponent to get the drop of the ball at the back. And he doesn't have the strength. Look, I think I will be staggered if St. Kilda give him two years. Because he said he'll stay at Geelong, but if another club offers him more years, he'll move. And the word on the street is that St. Kilda are going to throw two years at him. I have a cheeky inside source. Ooh. Uh, someone. Yep. Who basically is like, Monday to Friday, kid can't fucking walk. Wow. Like his groin, bucked. So I feel like it'll be a case of Stevie J at Collingwood where they'll do a medical and go, yeah, nah. So, if it's that bad. The problem is it's not it's not gonna get worse. So it's like it's like Hawkins back years ago. They're like okay. he can't actually make it worse. He's just gotta manage it. It's like Nick Rewalt was injecting his knees four times mm. at the end of his career. Hypothetical one then. Yep. The talk is that you guys are going after Luke Dalhouse. I can get behind that. I'm not on board that. But if you bring him if you bring him in, do you just let Menzel go? Because if it's that bad. Well, they've, they've offered him one year. I reckon they're looking at Dalhouse because I think maybe St. Kilda are dumb enough to offer him two. Yeah. Well, all the Chris, talk is Chris that they Scott, will. Chris Scott has said, oh, we're not going to match it. We're not going to match an extra year, which is a hard call, but the right call. It's like people get angry about, oh, why did we let Chapman go? We didn't, we didn't need him after no. that year. That's a rough one. It really hurt me to see Paul Chapman go. But, but um, it was a right call? Yeah, it was. It really, really was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Dalhouse. I, I just don't. I think he's kind of a B grade player. I could get behind it, but I would rather the. I just rather see. I'd rather see it, fucking cockatoo on grabbing. the park. Yeah, for a I'd start. rather see like. Can just, you afford him? Yes. The reason I say that is because I reckon Danger's contract would have been front loaded. Mm-hmm. He's now what? He'll be in four years in next year. Uh, I reckon, and I also reckon Geelong's always operated under that thing of if you want to win a flag, we're not having any millionaires. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like it was a great story that Cam Mooney talked about, like Corey Enright, who won two best and fairest in premiership years. Cam Mooney was like, he wouldn't be even in the top 10 paid players in the club. See, and I think that's that culture of there's so many young, hungry people that are so keen to just play for Geelong because of the like prestige factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like playing for a big end regional team um, that I'd rather see resources go to. Developing them than Dalhouse necessarily. Talk is but that's that how a, I felt about getting Gary Ablett back. It's a four-year offer, apparently. Well, see, but here's the thing: like he was brilliant in their premiership year. Yeah, like he's and he brings. This was, he, was he or was he just good for like they were for about four weeks? Do you know what I think though? No, he was good. He was consistent throughout yeah. the year. The reason I the reason I say Dalhouse is a good look is that as much as I love Gregson and McCarthy and Cockatoo, the fact that. Between them, they haven't even played 100 games and some of them have been on the list for four or five years now. You need Dalhouse because if they all three go down again, then Jones, I just don't think, is at the level yet. Narkel will be, but he need, he's actually, as Chris Scott said, Narkel was recruited as a midfielder, not as a forward. There's yeah. no point playing a midfielder as a small forward when he's not. No. So I think... Paul put Smith people from the back line. <laughs> well, yeah, put him, put him at fullback. Um yeah. He'll go to Gold Coast, and I think we'll lose Thurlow as well. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to miss him. How did Gary play? He was great. He, he was, was really good. How did Gary play? No, he was actually good this week. Right. 
Um, great game. Got it. Got it stuck in. My issue with Gat, like his stats have been fine. His hustle from this week just gone was really, really good. Overall this year, I would argue, when I watch the game, like as someone, if I'm just watching without any context, what seems to happen to me is everyone, like Gary's there and he knows his role. And his role is, I'm going to run the midfield, I'm going to draw players to me, and I'm going to get those quick outlets to like the younger yeah, guys. And, 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 that's, and that's the role and he, that's what and he that's does. Where he's good at. But then I feel like... The coach has said to all the younger guys, no matter what you're doing, look for Gary Ablett in the midfield and send it his way. Because there is a lot where people look for him and he touches it for two seconds and he passes it off in a shitty decision or to get someone else involved who then is like, well, I don't know what to do because I'm looking for you and you've just given it to me. (laughs) I'm just going to bomb it. He seems to have become more of a facilitator this year where he wants to feed his other teammates into the game. Which is the role he should have is that he's... Ablett is actually at his best when he's doing that one-two. So yeah. give the ball to me. You get to a better position. I'll give it back to you because players are going to come to me because I'm Gary Ablett. Yeah. And I think that's the better position. I don't necessarily think it's a coaching thing. I think it's young players having Gary Ablett in their team and going, oh, fuck, it's Gary Ablett. He'll do something with it. Yeah. And in the same way that, no, you. <laughs> oh, fuck, it's Dangerfield. I better get the ball. Yeah. Like how many times do you watch like Fife in a young Fremantle side just get handballed when he's got eight guys on him? And I think yep. that's that was really what hurt us for the first half of the year, and that's something that I don't even know that they've addressed in that I think everyone's perception going in is it's going to be young guys or danger comes out, gets it to Ablett, who facilitates someone to go to Hawkins, and yep. it's not working in that chain. It's yep. going to Ablett and it goes out, and then sometimes it makes its way in 50, and sometimes it's just a wild bit Here's the thing. Or a give, terrible decision. Don't give it to Ablett. Give it to Tim fucking Kelly. Yeah, yeah every ball should go to Kelly or Parfit. <laughs> oh. We'll be... <laughs> oh. Geelong, they're just over-possessing it. Yeah. And it's like, we don't want to say Ablett of the past, but Ablett of the past will get it, explode, get it inside 50 on Hawkins' chest. And now it's a bit more like, instead of one kick, it's four handballs and a kick. And it's funny you talk about the niggling danger field things, because as we like air all of this out, I think maybe everyone's perception is big three in the middle and their perception was danger's no good to go. Gary fills that role for a little bit. Yeah. And 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 if you notice, Chris Scott's either started Gary on the bench in the last few weeks or Gary forward, yep. which means and Danger started on the ball every. I week. would have started him forward from the start of the year. That's we went to week one, and that's yeah. what I said. I'm like, why is he in the midfield? Yeah. He should be forward pocket. Well, yeah. Danger like, was out. That yeah. that, ga- that first round yeah. game. What do you guys make of um, the MVP nominations came out the other day? So the players of each club vote yep. for three players from their team. Mm-hmm. The Cats went with Blitzar, Stewart, and Hawkins, and Hawkins. Yeah. And you know what? I agree. Yeah, so do I. All three of them. Stewart has been... Revelation. Best in that back half of the field. Hawkins is best year he's ever had. Mm -hmm. Um, And Blitzar is an Australian... Yeah, he should always be in the conversation. Because it's not... Who do you think your best player is? It's who's your most valuable player. And they've gone... It's And because the other thing too is Dangerfield, Ablett and Selwood are also voting and they haven't cast any votes to those. They've they've all gone, no, it's the three guys playing crucial Mm -hmm. roles. Tom Stewart doesn't play that Richmond game. Fuck, we missed him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think too often that award, the nominees are like, oh, who's our best? Who's who's got the most sort of yeah. prestige? When Geelong have done it right, Do I you, think you wouldn't have it offhand because you've got no notes in front of you. But yeah. I was curious as to the amount. I of, remember it all, mate. The amount of intercepts Tom Stewart took on Saturday against Gold Coast, oh, a million. What is what's the number? Like, what's the highest intercept rate in a you know what, you know game? Well, that's actually. You know what I can tell you. I can tell you how many he's had for the season because I think it's in his All Australian. I was going to say, Gats. does it come close? Because he was everywhere. Uh, against Brisbane on the weekend, Jerry, Jeremy McGovern took the record, I think, for most intercept marks in a game. Uh, I think it was uh, no, 20 for a year, or, I think. 
Oh, was it for the year? For the year. He broke, he broke uh, the all-time the record, uh, okay. I think. Uh, Did he break his own record? I think uh, the top say. five, he's in there like three times. But so. it was like every, especially that second quarter when yep. the floodgates started opening, it was every uh, driving yep. kick, he was there to take it. He just reads it so well. He does. It's ridiculous. 130 marks for the year. I don't know how many intercept. I, I yeah. imagine. Is that pretty high time. up in the... Hawkins has had more. Yeah. But like Hawkins should have more in the yeah, form that he's been yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And like that's the role he's playing. I see Gunston, 114. Tom Mitchell, get fucked. Um, Witherden's second, isn't he? Or third or for marks? I'm just going to go to Shannon Hearn <laughs> because he. I think he has the most. I think his is like some absolutely ooh, 174 marks in the AFL. Well, we've we've talked about how good Geelong is for about half an episode. It's become an episode <laughs> now oh. Geelong. Let's go to the first game, uh, Port Adelaide versus Essendon. Port yeah. Adelaide actually had a f- like. Technically, a bit to play for because if they won, they were in the eight mm-hmm. until Geelong played the next day, and they did not play like they had anything to play for. No, speaking of marks, though, lost by twenty-two. Speaking of marks, yeah. mark of the year was taken in that game. Oh, Aaron oh, Francis, yes, 100%. Aaron Francis, Isaac Heaney was really good. Get out yeah. of the sky, Aaron Francis is here. Yeah, <sighs> Heaney's had better context in terms of the time. Yeah, of but the you, game. they never look at context for a mark. No, they of the probably year. don't. No. Who votes for it? Uh, well, it is the fans, but I think they've changed it up. Jeremy Howe got yeah. robbed last year. I, I would argue he wasn't robbed. No, me neither. Yeah. Danaher marked it at full stretch Good on top of Carlisle. Yeah. Danaher's nine million miles tall. The reaction to that was was stupid. He was Eddie. Uh, mm. Yeah. 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 Eddie's an angry fucker. Lost it because I just got mad about Eddie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the Bombers, good finish to the year. Yeah, yeah but Adelaide have got some big... That was great. Devin concerns. Smith was a defensive machine in that game as well. Broke, Luck- lucky to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> Broke the record for the most tackles in a season. So probably Did shouldn't he? have that record then. Because she uh, have been on the sidelines. For trying to punch. For trying to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. Though. He, that's, oh, it's a shame he didn't break 200. Would have been good. Yeah. Well, if that had made finals, he could have. Has anyone ever got 200, finals included? Well, no, because he broke the record. Was it the home and away record? Or no, the... I think it was the record. Jeez. That's huge. I think. I'm talking out my ass here. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, let's just say it is. Yeah. Sure. Well yeah, done, yeah. Devin Smith. Well done. Yeah. Good on you. Recruit of the year. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Outside of, you know, maybe uh, recruit from another club of the year. I was yeah. going to say Tim Kelly is the recruit of the year, I think. He's the he's the first year player of the year by yeah. mile. Yeah, um, he'll, he'll win that for sure. I saw a report today, Port Adelaide should consider trading Chad Wingard. <sighs> But yeah, nah, I mean, Justin Westhoff was the only one present on Friday night anyway. Yeah. That's it. Like, I'd get rid of all the others. Yeah. Jack Watts has been a failure. He has. I wouldn't have got Motlop. Well, here's the thing about Motlop, though, is he's going to give you what he gave them, which is brilliance in some games, yeah. nothing in others, and nothing in the middle. I know you stand by that, and you liked that at Geelong as well and all that. I don't, I don't care for that. I would get rid of him because you want someone who's consistent every week. I don't care if it's like, oh, he won him the showdown. He'll win him this game, and then he'll play three games where he does fuck all. Get rid of him. Send him to Gold Coast. Thing is, I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade Wingard out either. Though you build, you build a team on the back of Wingard. He's wines. just been down for probably. He was certainly down this year. Well, he mm. was down playing forward, and then when they got a few injuries, he played on the ball more, and all yeah. of a sudden he roared to life. So, play him, play him on the ball. I think the argument with with the trade thing is that. You would get max value for him now, whereas if he has another bad year, then it's like, oh, what do we do? But I think he's he's just purely on potential. He's nearly their best player. Oh, so 100%. You, you keep him. He is the kind of player that 
Look, if they're trading him, we'll have him. I saw someone say they should trade Rockcliffe. <laughs> Why? They should have him for in. one year. Trade Boke. Well, he actually performed on the weekend. Yeah, he, he was did. all right. He did. But yeah, he's got to be coming to an end. I think he, he nearly went to Geelong. He did. You wouldn't have got Dangerfield if you got Boke, I don't reckon. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't reckon he would have. Boke had to afford it. Boke was only at, at Geelong like three years before Paddy was at Geelong. Yeah. I reckon they would have been able to do something. They would have just said, Joel Selwood, you're getting paid $10 this year. And Joel Selwood would have said, no worries. I can't remember anything anyway. My head doesn't <laughs> feel good. Good finish to the year for the Bombers. I think that was great. They'll have a crack next year. Port Adelaide brings me so much happiness to see them fall. I can't stand their football club. I can't stand Ken Hinckley. So, you know, watch, Koshy. watching Koshy, that fuck. He said there's going to be a review of the entire Did you department. see him during the first quarter when they oh, kicked yeah. one goal and he was just sitting in the stands like an angry man? It's great. His face looks like a turnip. Yeah. You know, Ken, <laughs> Ken Hinckley's like, ah, we just, we'll just we have to improve, blah, 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 blah. Same shit he has said. They've played, I think, they played one final in four years. Is that right? No. No. They've won no. one final in four years? No. That's probably wrong. That's, That's probably accurate. That is incorrect. Is it? I reckon it is. Don't cling to this preliminary so final I, I, that happened before. I, I that. think in I think in 2013 they beat Collingwood. Yep. And then got in that in his first year they beat Collingwood at the G and then lost to Geelong yep. at the G. What year was the prelim? 2014. Long story short, they haven't fired a shot since 2014. Well, they have though because they've been in the finals the last couple of years. Haven't what have they, they done though? Nothing. They murdered Richmond that time, which was funny. That's given me. A, I've got a lot of goodwill for them because I just think about that. <laughs> yeah, they also that upset Eddie every time they wear their clash their heritage jumper because he's like, "No, we're the only big parts in the AFL." Look, they're in trouble though. Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries this year though too. Uh, excuses. So is every other team. So no. Geelong. Yeah. So is everyone except Richmond. Well, and if Geelong hadn't had those injuries, we'd probably be top four. Yeah, but you know, Port Adelaide. They, they just, probably would be too. Port Adelaide were eleven and four, and they finished what twelve and ten. Fuck, is that that's what they were. They were eleven and four. So was Sydney. Sydney pushed on, fought through a tough patch. Sydney got that, that that you know, that thing. Sydney, that Sydney had have. Uh, what is it? Uh, Hart? Port <laughs> <laughs> Adelaide. Just a fucking husk of a of a football club. Despicable. Oh. What was the next game, Sean? Well the second game was Geelong Gold Coast, so I think we should circle <laughs> around and chat yeah, about that. About a bit that more. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually Geelong. do you know what's reminded me? Oh, here we go. How good is Geelong? It's not all about Geelong, mate. We're we're so good that we have the worst thing I've ever seen in a game of football happen to us and we still won by 100 oh, points. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Did you see Blitzar's kick in? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> the, we're about 85 points up, mind you, and it's halfway to the last that out quarter. Of my memory. <laughs> he does that and his bloke behind me just loses his mind. Oh, he's not even a defender. They're playing him in the wrong spot. And I'm like... He's in fucking all-Australian form. And we're 85 points up. He's just gone for a casual kick because he's like, ah, oh, who gives a shit? We're 85 points up. Unforgivable. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Chris Scott should have had some backbone, dragged him. Yeah. <laughs> Put him go. on the bench. Give Fair him the chair. Year. You're going to watch the finals this year. He should have, he should have taken a leap. <laughs> we lose the finals and it's like, that's on you, Mark. Yeah. If you had been there, we would have won. Yeah, that guy that you upset at Cardinia Park. <laughs> Uh, Richmond beat the Doggies by three points. Very close. I didn't mm. expect that. I wanted them to win. I think everyone in Australia wanted the Bulldogs the to win really as well. But how much of it was foot off the pedal? Yeah, foot off the pedal, trying to set up Jack too much. Yeah, did they? I didn't watch the game. Did they actually feed him a lot? Not early, but they did late. Once yeah. they like knew, that, once they knew they that Hawkins him? hadn't, like I think by about half time, they then fed him three or four. I think. Yeah, don't love that. Nah, I don't like that. And that's, mm. I take pride in knowing. 
Hawkins could have gone in, just kick. Like I wanted him to as much as I wanted him to just be selfish. He only and had win. to kick like, like six or seven to level. Yeah, and he's done it before. Yeah, yeah, um, and. There's no reason he couldn't have kicked 10. <laughs> He'll do it when it counts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, now, I, I think Richmond had kind of put the cue in the rack, but I also think the Bulldogs spooked them a bit and they weren't mentally well, ready true, for Because it was the second that they made their big run, the Bulldogs, wasn't it? Like yeah. They led in to half time. Yeah. And then the class just rose. Brad Lynch had two opportunities to pass the ball to Ed Richards in a better position and didn't take either of them in both occasions. I would argue that the biggest problem the Doggies have is that they can really turn it on for about two quarters. They can't play a yeah. full game of football like that. Their injuries have fucked them too, though. Like their back line at one point Decimated. had no one in it. Yeah. So if they I, can get him on the park. They might go all right next year, the Doggies. Yeah. I think, I mean, they've had a good finish. So in the last month of the season, they've lost to where the they've got premiership favourites narrowly and won three games. Players back. Yeah. I mean, they got McRae and Bontempelli, so. There's some talent. JJ found a bit of form towards the later end of the JJ. year. I, I think. And there's some young guys. Billy, Billy, what's his name? Billy Gowers? Billy Gowers, yeah. He's a fucking legend. Yeah. He looks like a guy who just likes punching people too, so I like him a bit. <laughs> yeah. Billy Gowers looks like he could just join a wrestling team. 100%. <laughs> He's just got a bit of wrestling swagger about it. Yeah, he'd smash him. Oh, well, yeah. you would. You would. <laughs> I like that you called it a team as well. Like a tag team. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know it's every man he for himself. He couldn't wrestle on his own. He'd no. have to. He'd have to. <laughs> yeah, have yeah. you tag him yeah. in. Yeah. Well done to Jack, though. Jack Revolt winning. That's his third Coleman. That's, first first mm. Richmond player in history to do that. That's pretty good. Matty Lloyd won three Coleman's. So that's kind of the level that we're sort of talking about. Matty Lloyd would never have won a Coleman with only 66 girls or something no, like that. No, when he won them, he would kick like 100. But that's um, but that's people say, oh, it's the death of football. No, it's just a spread of goal kickers, which yeah. is what Jack's, good teams it's have. It's an evolution of the game. That's Correct. Calm the fuck down. Gil. Jack's won it three times. Two of those occasions, I think he's kicked 65 goals to win it. And that's, the I think, the equal lowest ever for the Coleman. So, but yeah, it's the evolution of the game. Yeah. He's, someone mentioned today that he has eclipsed Nick Rewalt. Incorrect. Oh yeah, I that was now, uh, that was friend of the show, Yo of Cohen. I think he's enemy of the show. He's now <laughs> into that. I think he's now into the discussion of. I think that he's getting up towards Rewalt now. Nick Rewalt's a fantastic. Player. Well, here's the thing. He I don't think you can actually. By the fact that he didn't win a premiership. Yeah, That's he it. does, and he should have won two. Did he win a Coleman, Nick Rewalt? No, nah, but sure no, he but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't role. think I don't think Rewalt J and Rewalt N are the same. No, Nick Rewalt became the richo and started playing on the wing and yeah. was a. Brilliant contested mark, whereas Jack is a he's a tall who can also play small, whereas Nick was a tall who could play on the wing, yeah, or at half back, yeah. Or like I remember there's an interview, and I probably I've probably said this eight times on this show. But there's an interview with Harry Taylor talking about his hardest ever opponent, and he said Nick Raybok because he would run you into the ground, absolutely. And just when you'd he'd stop to pause and you go, okay, we're going to get a breath, and you turn around and he'd take off again on another lead, and you're yeah, like, Jesus, yeah. he's Christ. an all round athlete yeah. that is like such a rare breed through yeah. AFL. Like, because you find your role and you get comfortable in it, and there's only like a handful of people that can play like at Nick's level. Exactly, and like Nick Rewalt never got concussed and tried to crawl up the steps back onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he also never headlined with the Killers. No, so, that's fair. You know, that's fair. But looking at Jack on paper, his his numbers are starting to stack up really nicely now. Like he he's definitely going to be a Hall of Fame player. Um, I think he's kicked mm, six hundred goals. Oh, he will. Three be. Coleman's. He'll be a Hall of yeah. Famer. Yeah. If he wins another couple of Coleman's and another, or oh, another couple, <laughs> if he wins another, if he wins another Coleman and another flag, yeah, he's pushing 
really into that Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. Legend status. Absolutely. Frio uh, were pretty plucky against Collingwood. Yeah, Nine typical points. typical Collingwood were like, oh, we can win top. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No, we're fine, guys. We did it. It's a bit of stress. Frio responded after getting fucking destroyed Well, they turned week. up. Yeah, they turned up. It was easy to. They had to. They Valentine were still kicked four goals, I think. I think, he, I think he listened to the show. Yeah, I think he did. I think he kicked, he need, I, I need a lift. I've got another year on my contract. I, I know I sent a message to you to say that Pierce didn't get picked up for a wear, farewell game, but I just want to clarify that apparently that was his decision. Yeah, we did. I went hard on Ross Lyon um, just in our chat group. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't take any of those things Because I wanted back. Pierce to have a, a farewell game, but I did read that he said, no, I'm taking a game away from a kid. Let them play. Good and, and he and wanted career, to he right wanted to do the best he could for um the Fremantle the Peel Thunder yeah um, they got smashed by eighty four points didn't make the finals ah uh, so uh, that was good on you Daniel uh, sorry Daniel Daniel A however uh, your name spelled so yeah Collingwood's top four well done to Buckley yeah because he was under huge pressure especially did they lose their first two games uh they did yeah I think we I think, I think they must called, have, I think they lost their first three and everyone went fuck not I think again. on this show we said they would win the wooden spoon at that point. We've, we've made some pretty good calls on this show. We've made some pretty good ones. Not against yeah. North Melbourne, though. We no, believe we've never gone against North Melbourne. We've, never, we've always thought they were going to be uh, finalists this year, and they just missed. But yeah, well done to Collingwood. Well done to Bucks. Huge pressure. Yeah. He was probably under the most pressure in the first month of the season. Do you know what fucking kills me, though? It means Eddie was right. Well, no. Eddie was... I, I argue Eddie's still a coward. He was too afraid to pull the trigger. But Bucks finally got what he needed, which was to be left the fuck alone to coach. True. And he's shown that, yeah, he's got significantly more chances than anybody, I reckon, in the game has ever had. Yeah. What did he have, four failed years? Put it this way, Lepich and Voss got less. Uh, Voss got a fair run. Did he? Um, he? He was there for five years. Was Voss really? Yeah, but you have to factor into that. In his first year, they made finals. Second year, things went horribly wrong. Hang on, hang on. What year was that? The last year we made finals, which would have been, I believe, 2009. Fuck me. Brisbane were in the finals? I think we had a home final from memory. We played Carlton at the Gabba, uh, came back from five goals down in the last quarter. Daniel Bradshaw kicked the sealer. And then they said, Bradshaw, would you like to fuck off so we can recruit Brennan for Vol? <laughs> wow. Where did he go? Sydney. He went to Sydney, yeah. yeah. Uh, on a big deal. He took a three-year deal on big money. Because Brisbane weren't confident in his body anymore. They were like, well, maybe one year. And he said, get fucked. You guys betrayed me. Three-year deal at Sydney. Played, I think, eight games and then retired because his body couldn't handle it. So, oh. Yeah. And hates Michael Voss now. I won't talk to him, but yeah. Oh, well, Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carlton. Jesus. Yeah. What's Carlton got smashed at uh, Carlton Adelaide, Ooh. 104 points. What I like about this is that Carlton's percentage dipped under 60%. What? So did Gold Coast, actually. During the game. Uh, this, they end the year on f- like 59%. What is, which ab- is absolutely <laughs> insane about it is Carlton won. They had more inside 50s. I saw that. They <laughs> won out on contested possessions and they won clearances by like seven, lost by 104 points. What the fuck were they doing yeah. when they went inside 50, just kicking it to Talia? <laughs> I'm, I've never seen a team get... Win the inside 50s, but get over 60 inside 50s and lose by 100 points. Yeah, it's I think unbelievable. They, I think they had like 38 occasions where they went inside 50 and didn't even have a shot at goal. Like, it just got scooped up straight away. Oh, my 
God. Like, it was it's insane. It's fucking unbelievable. Like, and win the, win the clearances as well. Win clearances. people win bagged along. possessions. Fuck. Like, all, Cl- like, Clarko was onto something when he said contested possessions are overrated and then won three yeah. premierships. <laughs> That's putrid. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense <laughs> like, yeah, at does all. Bolton do? Hey, so there's been some developments this week since we last talked about priority picks. Yeah. It's, this, the push is getting stronger. That and I've actually heard that it's, there's three clubs in the mix, and I'm very curious to know why Brisbane is not one of them. St Kilda's in there. Gold Coast and Carlton have all been mentioned. Now, it'll, it's likely to be middle of first round or end of first round type situation. It could be a pick. It could be a pick, but it's tied to the fact that you have to use that on... Um, oh, I actually on like a, that. On a Tim Kelly-like I actually, sort of If, if you're going to give a priority pick away, that's this is Paul Ruse's suggestion. Yeah. I think that if you get a priority pick, you have to use it on a mature age recruit. Actually, it might, it might not even be like part of a first round. It might just be, right, Carlton, you, have to, you get first crack at you know, a player from the VFL. Okay, I think it's a, I think it's that because that's what they need is mature bodies. I, I like, fucking hate it. I like that more than just getting a priority pick. Yeah, that's trash. but <laughs> the whole thing I don't really care. Well, for. still on the table that it could be Carlton and Gold Coast having the first five picks in the draft. That's still a possibility. Do you know what's right? going to be great is when that does happen and they still then <laughs> finish <laughs> second bottom and bottom for the next three years. Here's the argument against Carlton though: it's the fact that they've made the conscious decision to turn over their list. Yeah. Now, when you do that, you know that you're going to go down. Yep. So that's just the natural thing that's happened. They've gone down. And they've got you so don't get much rewarded fucking for that. upside. That's it. You, you can't get rewarded for that. Gold Coast is a special situation. Again, I would argue that they haven't handled things and created a culture and an environment there. But they've lost a lot. They've lost a lot. Gold Coast got Brisbane. They did. The did AFL you, did stopped you get a- caring about... Queensland. Did you, hmm. did you get a priority pick out of that year where you lost fucking everyone? Uh, no, I think in the the year or two after that, we were given like a pick nineteen or something like that. Oh, okay, um, I yeah. sourced that, and I wish I had remembered it. Hey, maybe you can bring it up. Um, but Gold Coast, I think they're the second most travelled team this year. Oh, definitely, but, probably the most. Oh no, they're second. They were definitely second. West Coast were the most. But really? Yeah, I don't know how. Only it's by a little it's, bit. It's because I they've travelled. Anytime they travel, it's, yeah. it's six hours there and back. And the killer for Gold Coast was they had to play in China. They played in Tasmania, didn't they? Because for yeah. the first half of the year, they, they had didn't no home have, ground. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have a home ground. I guess my question is, if they had a home ground, do you think it's any better? Like, do you think they're Carlton level bad if they have their home ground and they get to start that first half of the year off? Like, because at a certain point, like that instability and you have a f- enough shit weeks in a row that weighs on you. Yep. Like even young, they've got some like good talent there, and surely they're or at some point maybe even management are like, this is a write off for you guys. Let's get this pick. Yep. I mean, to be fair, they started the year reasonably well. They're in the top eight after three rounds. I think they won three of their first five. I think they and also won more 14. away games than Richmond. Well, I was gonna <laughs> say, new question then. <laughs> If they never got their home ground back, <laughs> do you think they do that? If they have to go to China every other week to play, do you think they finish in the top eight? I, I do remember being really nervous for their first home game because it was against Geelong and we yeah. beat them by eighty points. Oh, yeah, yeah. smashed them. But I, but I think I think by that stage they were cooked. Like they were exhausted, yeah. and they'd had they'd had again injuries. Yeah. Like Aaron Hall, I don't think has been seen again since that game. Lynch's knee, but also the fact that he was leaving. But he was he was brilliant to start the year. Yeah, it's interesting that there's been so many injuries. Um, 
I liken it to wrestling in that it's uh, like, because across the board, most teams are like plagued by it. And I think it's like, we're talking about the evolution of the game and it's more of this spread. I think people that are coming into the league now or have been there for a bit, like have grown up their whole lives a certain way of training. Like you play this role and you train like this and you develop your muscles in this way. And as it sort of broadens, they're not built like tendons and ligaments throughout your whole body aren't built to move the way that you're now asking these people to move. Yeah. So I think it'll be really interesting say five years or so when like new people coming through are a bit more established and they're been trained a bit better, like a bit more all rounders. Like I think that'll diminish greatly. Well, even from other, like other disciplines. Yeah. Like the, you look at these, like they, a lot of ex athletes coming through guys who've played like other sports who have like basketball conditioning. Yes. So that, weird turn of speed that you actually need now in this game. Yeah, it'll be, I, it'll be fascinating to see, but I think – I also think – and okay, my brother is a big believer that football clubs just do not fucking know how to do anything. Mm. His whole theory being he's – a, he's a middle distance runner and he's like – he was staggered when he found out that in a preseason a couple of years ago, Goldstein, Drew Petrie, Ben Brown and whoever their fourth tall was at the time, Jared White, was made to run three Ks. Yeah. Jacob's like, they're never going to have to fucking run that much ever. He's like, maybe Goldstein, but the other three, no way, they're full forwards. He's like, just get them doing 400, 800 meter runs. He's like, actually, get every player just running 800s. The most they're going to have to run is 15. Yeah. Like, so why do that's they do a it? fair point. Like, it, you it's put, old like, school. Yeah. A Ben Graham in today's situations, he just he wouldn't go, he'd have like a week in him and his knees would explode out from under him. <laughs> Alison Lynch would die. Yeah. Billy Brownless having a heart attack on that field. Oh, I, I do love that all these like guys like oh you know the game's not as tough. It's like I would fucking love to see you yeah. try to play five rounds, not the whole year, just five rounds yeah. in a row. Yeah, you in your prime against like the athletes today, it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> you'd, you'd get suspended in about five minutes because you get frustrated and punchable. Yeah. BT. Just like, the- I reckon Wayne Carey would get his ass kicked in the modern day. Oh, definitely. Uh, for sure. I'd, I'd love it. I would love watching oh, that. So good. Just quickly on the priority picks. If you want to look at like the teams and how they've gone over the last five years, if you put Brisbane, Carlton, Gold Coast in the same bracket, Gold Coast have won 30 games, Carlton have won 26, Brisbane have won 24. So in a five-year period, Brisbane are the worst team. And yet, based on results this year, Brisbane aren't even in the conversation for a priority pick. And that kind of you know, I think strengthens your argument and says, well, Carlton shouldn't be having one either because they've, they've had the same. Well, yeah, we've been in the same. And cycle. it's not like they've had and players poached. Not like players no, that were poached from Carlton were poached fucking five years ago under Malthouse. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they've actively given up a lot of talent. They've actively to end up in this position. That's it. They've actively given it up to get access to draft picks and brought in young players, and now those young players take a few years to develop. You don't get handouts. No. They also said earlier in the year, we, we want to stand for something. We're not going to ask for a handout. And I guarantee you they will. Guarantee you they already have. Yeah. yeah. So they're a disgrace. But the Uchi game. or whatever his name is, uh, is gone. Fuck Carlton. John Elliott's picked the phone up. And be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Did I? I think this has come up already this year. He's still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> Fair As enough. is his son, Tom. He's a fuckhead. Oh, bloody hell. Uh, Hawthorne beat Sydney in a crucial match for the top four. This was um, not the result I... Th- Although, to be fair, as soon as the team sheet came in five minutes before the bounce of the ball, no Franklin, no Parker. I was like, geez, Sydney. I reckon Sydney have gone, you know what? Parker's a bit sore. So is Buddy. Let's give him two weeks. Let's give him two weeks and just throw everything at the finals. Yeah. They could do anything, Sydney. They were probably the biggest loser of the weekend, though, because they not only lost a top four spot, they've 
secured a home final, but their home final is against the other team from their state. So yes. it's not even like a, a real advantage in that sense. No. Um, that's a. Yeah, to be fair, they would have probably, if they were fully fit, they would have rolled Richmond at the G round one of the finals. Guarantee it. Ooh. Oh, I, I, I believe Senior play the SMCG very well. Yeah. And I think they, they would have been able to push Richmond and potentially beat them. I just don't think they would have had the matchup. I, I think O'Leary would have given Rewald a bath. You know what I love about the week off heading into finals? is the prospect that you give Alistair Clarkson two weeks to plot how to destroy Richmond. <laughs> like, as, if, yeah, as, as if he hasn't already had 23 weeks to think about it either. But just imagine being Richmond and being like, fuck, the best- he, Clarkson's the best coach in the game, I think. Easy. He's got two weeks to tear us apart. What do we do? Fuck. <laughs> They're well, going no, to need a plan fair, B. To be fair, Hardwick learnt from the master. Yeah, taught him everything he knows. Didn't teach him everything. When you're a mentor, you never give them everything. You keep a few up your sleeve. Haven't you seen fucking The Last Jedi? The idea of mentors is that their pupil goes past them. Dower, you train wrestlers. Yeah. You don't give them everything. <laughs> well, here's the thing. You keep the tricks. <laughs> don't, don't want to disagree with you, but I had a conversation the other day that Fuck. was, if I didn't want my students to be better than me, I wouldn't be a trainer. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But that, that doesn't mean that you want them to beat you easily. No, no, no. no. I They've want them to earn. work for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. It's like when you... It's like... I mean, I don't have a kid, but it's like when you have a kid <laughs> and you let them win everything, but then every now and then you just need to shut them down and beat them by a lot and be like, this is what life is like. <laughs> you don't always win. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Talking about not always winning, Brisbane played. And... Um, <laughs> And they lost to West Coast. Uh, first quarter was pretty even. Yep. Second quarter was the most disgusting performance I've seen since Richmond beat us by like 90 points earlier in the year. Do you know what, Sean? I wanted to rip my hair out, Tom. Do you know what the issue was, Sean? What's that, mate? You tried to have a shootout with the Eagles, who love a shootout. Yeah. Well, not really. We didn't fire a shot in the second quarter. Well, six goals what I mean is you were, you were playing like you were trying to have a shootout against Man. a team that loves a shootout, and they just, Blast Shannon Hearn, gobbled those inside 50s up. The conditions were shit house, and I argue that bringing Os- they brought Big Oscar back in. They're just a little bit too slow. Uh, Brisbane. What I realised watching them is that they unless gonna- unless it's just we need to get, we, we can't play finals. Yeah, let's get another game into Oscar. Why the fuck not? Well, no, he's going to be great. I'm a actually big becoming a big fan of his. He's going to be good, but it's just kind of like a, a they lost it in the selection possibly. But I mean, their their disposal and everything about that second quarter was horrible because we won the second half. We came out and. Typical of Brisbane this year, they fought it out to the end. Yeah. At one point, I think it was 43 points, and I was like, fuck, this is going to be You got it back ugly. under 20, didn't you? Brisbane have been Kicked three really in a row. fun to watch this year. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're in the entertainment business. Yeah, and entertainment <laughs> is booming, Sean. <laughs> yeah, they got it back to four, like 24 points. They kicked three goals in a row in that last quarter, and then the Eagles kicked two, and then we kind of just... We were competitive, but they were never really concerned. What I noticed is that... Um, Ryan and Willie Rioli are fucking quick and killed us. Brisbane don't have a speedy small backman. Christensen's had two ripper games in the back line, and he played there again. A lot of the time he was on Rioli, and he's clever and he, he works through situations, but there were times when Christensen doesn't have pace. Did he when he was at Geelong? I don't yeah, know. he was quick. Yeah, he, was... he doesn't have it anymore. He's got a footy brain and he's clever and he does good things, but he gets burned by the people. I, by the I, I think quick. he'll get the speed back. I think he's had yeah. – like he's what, had – this is his first full season in yeah. the three years he's been up there. Yeah. He'll get the speed back. Um, you know, Mitch Robbo seemed a little bit off. I think he's just had a campaign of, 
of bashing people, <laughs> and it's really hurt him. And he's he's limping to the line. And he's he's his, a warrior, and I love him. His body's like, oh fuck, mate. Zorko got tagged into submission again, which is disappointing. Um, I don't think he should be the captain next year. Do you reckon they just strip the captaincy of him? But Brisbane just- have. A little you, bit of a leadership golf because if it's no, not him and it's not Beams, then it becomes Harris Andrews. And exactly. I, actually, I don't think he's captain either. No, no, he's, he's a little bit too demonstrative with players when they do the wrong thing, and he still does the wrong thing. To, he's still too young to take it on because his game needs work as well. The reason Harris Andrews is the captain, yeah, is because you make it a one-year co-captaincy with who? Luke Hodge. Just give Hodgie the fucking gig. Yeah, give, give him, him the, gig, the gig. Make him play for two or three more years, and then give it. To he Jar- he looks like he's got Jared another two years in him. I I was going to ask when uh, this game came up. I wanted mm. to get your thoughts. I'm sure you probably covered it on it before for people. But mm. do you think he's been effectual for your team? Like fuck yeah. yeah. I think he's. Been, I think he's been great. In in any other year, he might be recruit of the year. But we've had a year where we've had like Devin Smith, and we've had you now Tim Kelly and blokes like that. Hodge has been awesome, and the players have talked about it a lot off the field as well. Uh, he, they've, he's made that team grow. I think so you guys quickly. have got good few years coming yeah. up. If he can impart half of his wisdom into it and get yeah. guys like Zach Bailey and stuff running around, Bailey like, looks great. He's, he's got so, quick. so much potential. Yeah. His issue is the same issue your whole team has, where you don't have composure when things start going wrong. That's it. Like and, which yeah. you, which you can only get by playing. Yeah, yeah, it's just experience, and that's where that Hodge really will help if he can slow people him. down and stop them from making silly mistakes when you're in the heat of it. I think um, also missing Witherden and Gardner is huge. They're probably the two most important defenders. Well, it meant that Andrews had to play on Darling all day. Whereas if if Gardner's in... He locks down Darling and Andrews can just do whatever the fuck he wants. Take marks and spoil. Well, there's your lack of pace. Witherden. Well, yeah. Yeah. He's quick. He's crucial. He's he's only second year and he's so integral to how that team plays. And uh, Brisbane, they're going to be great. I think they're going to be really good next year. There's, I'm, I'm y- pumped. You've got so many young midfielders yeah. that make occasionally make a mistake that just comes with an experience, but who look like guys who can make very good decisions at clutch, like yeah. McCluggage, Berry, Rayner, and that other kid, Bailey, yeah. all look like players who can make good decisions yeah. with limited space. Once they get a better yeah. handle of how to read the ball yeah. and read situations, yeah, they'll be all over it. McCluggage is already there. Like, give him, imagine, give him another two years. That kid's going to be fucking unreal. He's going to have to step up next year in the absence of Dame Beams because he'll leave. He's not going to leave. He's man. not going to leave. I've heard some things. From, From where? Who? Tim Watson was talking about it today. Tim Watson. The word is Beams wants to go back to Melbourne and apparently Collingwood. Back now, to Collingwood. Now, Beams has got two years left on his deal. If Collingwood want him back... I would not try. Like, they tore us apart in the initial trade when we got Beams. We had to give up pick five, which they grabbed a goey with. Yeah. And also Crisp. Um, Jack Crisp. And also they got a pick Patrick from us. Patrick No, no. No, that was a separate one. But they also got twenty pick 25, which is used for Levi Greenwood. So, they got three players for Beams. Brisbane should try and tear them apart too. I just- Apparently, Beams is on the way out. That's what everyone's saying. I don't know. I, I- Here's the thing. Have you seen that interview? If, he, that he if you're going to stay and you know about it's creating instability and you're Dame Beams, just come out in front of cameras and say, I have a two-year contract. I'm I'm playing for Brisbane. Just say it. Yeah. He hasn't definitively said it. He got asked a few weeks back, will you play out your career in Brisbane? And he was like, at this stage. But you know why he doesn't? He comes out and says that. It hurts his chances to like negotiate later on for high money. He doesn't want to go, I'm at Brisbane, yeah, but, and then turn yeah. people off going, no, no, hey, here's some cash. He's on, <laughs> he, he was on $1.2 million this year because his contract's back-ended. 
He's got two years left on his deal. He'll be in his 30s by then. I don't think he'll play beyond two years. He might play for three more. Here's so the, it's not a really a money thing. Here's the thing, though, as well. He may not even mean, I'll play my career. Because, have you, okay, have you guys seen the, the interview that he did oh, a couple of weeks ago with him and Clay talking about how hard it was him? I didn't actually watch it. Yeah. So there's actually, it's, it's fucking brilliant and it's indicative of how far the game has gone in however many years where they can talk about this shit. So he actually talks about how that on the eve of his 150th game in Port, he was a late withdrawal because he was ill. Yep. The actual reason is that he had a panic attack. Yep. And he was in the hotel room and he's like, I rang David Noble and I was like, I can't, I can't get out of bed. I don't know what to do. He was in tears because his father had just died. It was, he couldn't cope. He basically knew he needed help. A few weeks later, he got to a point where he was sitting in his room and he just thought, I could kill myself and that would solve all these problems. And he's, he's talking about this on camera and you go, right, this is a guy... Who has who's made all Australian and he's averaged thirty something possessions, played a crucial role and has been he's been a brilliant player for you guys. And at the back of his head, every time he finished a game was, oh, I hate my life, everything's shit. He may not want to commit to two more years because he may not know if he's going to be playing for two more years. He might just decide, you know what, I'm going to walk away, like a Mitch Clark or a, or something like that, where he's just like, I can't do it anymore. I can't play this game. Yep. It would be really sad if that was the case, but I don't think his lack of Clarity is because he's being cagey. I think his lack of clarity is he just doesn't have clarity. I think he'll be there. That's Fuck you, Tom Brown. That you say that I want to get him home to his family ASAP. Like, his just, family's in Brisbane, but like all the time. Like yeah, just yeah. I don't want him out on the field anymore. Like I just want him <laughs> safe and tucked away. Like it's yeah. okay, bud. Like, yeah. You've done great. <laughs> well, because that's the thing is that he really struggled because footy was a thing he did with his dad, mm. and that's why he moved back up there. But I think. I think he'll stay because I think the club, like by the sounds of it, he's talked to, like, in all, anything he's talked about, is he's always talked about how good Brisbane have been for him this year yeah. and in particular how supportive David Noble has. And you can't tell me that Chris Fagan, the jolly man that he is, is not hugging, giving that bloke a cuddle after every fucking game. <laughs> oh, I love you, Fagan. You're the father we all want, mate. Oh, but why give him an, uh, why extend his deal out? Shut up, Malcolm Blight. Hey, uh, Melbourne smashed the Giants. Yeah, they did. Smashed them. Smashed my dreams too, Sean. Oh, mm. this is this was big. This was huge. So Sean messaged me on Sunday because he'd realised that we were even for footy tipping. Yeah. And I'd gone Giants and he'd oh. gone Melbourne. Broke my heart. Killer. The orange uh, the orange <laughs> tsunami ended. The true... Oh, I think Dowie beat both of us in the tipping as well. Oh, easily. I think we'll shit. go more into the tipping um, in next week's episode. Yep, yep. But yeah. You mean the- overall or just last week? I think overall? in general, overall. Oh, yeah, overall, yeah, yeah. you beat it. I had yeah. a really good week this yeah. week. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I got um, eight. I, I, it was my last chance to get a perfect for the year, and Brisbane, Brisbane let me down. I've only had the one perfect week. I don't which, care for the extra point. Um, we've established this. I'm going to get rid of it next yeah, year. Get rid of it. It's trash. Also, you need to have a different name in the tipping. I can't. It's, it's my too work. many Toms. I, met, I run the work one as well, and it's a lot of old boys in that Tom one. Tom Reed, then. Then people know who I am. I like being mysterious. I like that there's eight People Toms know in what there your name is. and you don't fucking know which one's me. Oh, also, I don't get confused because when I log in, it comes up with me. <laughs> <laughs> North Melbourne beat St Kilda. Enough the Saints were sort of yeah. there, but not there. and yeah. A bit Just, like their year, really. Yeah, pretty much. Benny Brown couldn't win the Coleman. He tried. He did try. Yep. He had three blokes on him all day. Yeah, bit dog from St Kilda. Well, no, but had shades of um, Hawthorne stopping Favola from kicking. No, nah, the difference the there though is they were getting smashed, so they put an extra behind the ball. Yeah. If you're North and you want Benny Brown to kick a bag, you put your extra man in the forward line. Yeah, true. Yep. But North will be better for the run. I think St Kilda will be better eventually. Hmm. I think people I, again, as Matt 
when he was on, I don't I pointed where he sat, just so everyone knows. Matt yeah. sat over there. He said, you know, I think people underestimated what the loss of Rewalt and Montagna were going to do. And I think that's, you know, being felt there. Um, we just, we kind of did just, just to jump back, we glossed over the fact that Melbourne winning means that they're winning, playing a home final for the first time in finals in 12 years. Massive. Max Gorn had 1,000 hitouts for the season because he got he exactly 37. Yeah. He needed 37 to break, break 1,000 hitouts. Fucking awesome. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that Champion. Game. Well, that's the games. Is that all the games? That's, that's all the, the games. That's the season. That is the season. The home and away season. Oh. On to finals. So, yeah, just for people who are unaware, there is a break next week. There, is, there are no games. There are no games. We're hey, not going anywhere because we're here. We're going to see the stuff up on the AFL app when they announced, they initially announced the finals. And it was, well, all the matchups were wrong there. It, Did it like, say like Richmond versus was, Brisbane? It said Magpies Geelong, I remember that. Oh. And all the dates were this coming week. And I was like, oh. oh. That's not what I thought was happening at all. Well, that's like if, if Magpies had a loss, they would have dropped to fifth yeah. and played Geelong. And then like I tried to refresh it, and it's like, this is not available. And about an hour later, that like article was clickable again, and it had all been fixed. <laughs> Can I say, on the fixture for the finals, so the fixture for the, the finals look like this. We've got um, – we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll probably talk more about the who we think is going to win. We might ask you, Dale, who you think is going to win, but we'll, mm. we'll, we'll go into this more next week. Yeah, sure. But um, you've got the first one is Richmond Hawthorne at the G on Thursday night. Melbourne Geelong – uh, Friday night, and then the two Saturday games are Collingwood West Coast and then Sydney Giants. Yep, I think in the other order, though. in opposite order. Yep. Um, now the thing that I've that's shat me up the wall today yep. is all of the whinging fuckheads complaining about. Oh, there's a, why would you put a blockbuster final between two, two, two of the biggest clubs on Thursday <laughs> night? People have to go to school and work. How are we going to get funny, eh? Jeff Kennett, fuck off. All right. Yeah. The AFL have had Thursday night games. For the last two or three years, the problem is there haven't been two Victorian sides, has it? Yeah, it's been Adelaide and West Coast. You've had to have the the Thursday night game. You never heard the South Australians whinging about the fact that they had to go to work the next day because Adelaide probably got a public holiday because that's how Adelaide rolls. Ah, but you know what? Like, if you're a good parent, don't send your kid to school on the next day, or do and just <laughs> put him <laughs> back up late. I thought you were going to say like. Don't take him to the football no, the night before school. Go to the footy. Fuck. Yeah. What are you going to learn on a Friday at school? Yeah, yeah it's, that's it's, true. It's one Thursday night game. Yeah. And Jeff Kerr's like, well, there won't be a lot of supporters there. All right, Jeff, I'll do you a deal, mate. If you're worried about the scheduling, let's swap. Geelong could play Richmond on Thursday night. You could play Melbourne. We'll finish fourth and have the double chance, and you could be in an elimination final against the D's and get beaten. Yeah, Shut up, Jeff. Can't wait to smash you. Whoa, As could in, happen. Oh, could. It could. Um, but yeah, move on. It's Thursday night footy now. Dowie, rapid here. Yeah. Go. Richmond versus Hawks. Richmond. Melbourne versus Cats. Cats. Yes. Sydney versus Giants. Giants. Eagles versus Magpies. Eagles. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, some big calls. Big we'll calls. cover them in depth uh, we in next week's episode. Tom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Do you want to do some profit calls? No. Uh, no? <laughs> well, no, what I'm thinking is, so Dowie's done a profit call. Dowie, mm-hmm. can we get your profit call for... Grand finalists, yeah, and who's gonna win the Brownlow medal? All right, oh, I, and and yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say I probably need the brackets to give a grand uh, finalist. So Geelong, obviously, yeah. Who's yeah. who's playing Geelong in the grand final? Fuck, I'll tell you if it's possible. Um, it can't be up, Melbourne. No, it can't be Melbourne. Can they end up against Richmond? They can if Richmond lose, win the first week. Okay, so they win, get a week off, and then yeah. yeah. I reckon Cats Richmond. Cats Richmond? Yeah. Bring it on. Jeez. Should we jump to some emails, Tom? I reckon we should. Oh, man, who's your Brownlow medalist? Yeah. I don't want it to be Dusty Martin. Go for Gorn. Yeah, Gorn. Yeah. (laughs) Gorn it is. Gorn for gold. (laughs) Let's do some emails, Sean. We'll jump through a few. Uh, First one's from friend of the show, Matt. Subject, just how good is footy? Boys, I started listening to the pod just because it was a Sandspans show. I knew absolutely nothing about the game. After not understanding the game, I decided to watch the Bombers in round 11. I was blown away at the athleticism and speed of the game. I fell in love with footy right there. I've been following the game and the Bombers since that moment. I just watched Brennan Goddard's goodbye speech. I cried. And for a team and a player that I only just found out about, the game is so engaging and the players so genuine, I found a love for sport I I haven't had in years. So as I lay in my bed wiping tears away to make this email coherent, I now know just how good footy is. With new respect for the game, Matt. P.S. Up the fucking bombers. <laughs> good on right, Matt. Matt. Cheers. Matt, um, one thing you were going to learn as you watch football is that Goddard is trash. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you need a better team. <laughs> oh, shit. Shots fired. Oh, oh shit. Oh, uh, the July arrogance, arrogance is on fire <laughs> It's so good. Even I feel like even when we're going to war about Chris Scott, there was just still an error. Oh, yeah, they were on the same team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Sean had said half the shit you were saying, it would have gone oh. in. <laughs> uh, this one's from uh, Daniela Fagan. Am I a TC? Do you know what? Again, as I say every time we get an email that has that in the subject line, the answer usually is yes, except mm. for last week we had the first no. Let's which, find out. What was I haven't had uh, last week? It was yet. a. It was a. But guy, I was going to say it's almost implied if you have to ask. Yeah, yeah well, that, you that, are. that's my <laughs> suggestion. This is the guy who went from Essendon to the Giants. Ooh, okay. Let's find out mm. about Daniel. Anyway, we'll see about this one. Hey guys, I wanted to see what your opinion is on people who support two teams. Nah. 
Feel free. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Email. No, don't even bother. Feel free to judge, Dowie. <laughs> but hear me out first. An overview of the situation. My mother's father grew up in Carlton and barracked for the Blues, but moved to Sydney as an adult. He died of a heart attack when my mum was 14. Uh, when my mum was 14 years old, probably for his own good due to the state of the club now. <laughs> and as <laughs> such, she has always had a soft spot for the club. As a small human growing, growing up in Sydney, my parents were casual AFL viewers and I showed no interest being one of the least sporty people in the world. But when the Swans won the 2005 Premiership, we, no shame, <laughs> yeah, there is, <laughs> jumped hard on the bandwagon. I was 11 at the time. Hmm, okay, all right. Young enough, I think. Young enough, yep, yep, yep. yep. The next year, my parents decided to take us to our first game, and naturally, they chose the Blues versus Swans. I decided to root for the underdog and chose to adopt Carlton. Little did I know how much pain this decision would cause me. Fast forward to today. I'm a hardcore AFL fan, standing up at games, abusing umpires, and heckling other teams' players. I've been a Swans member since 2013 and held an interstate Carlton membership since 2014. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yes, I might not suffer as hard as most fans because Swans have made finals 19 of the past 20 years. Well done, Sydney. That is fucked. Yeah. But I never deny being a Blues fan. Cough, cough, doucher. (laughs) (laughs) I always say that the Blues are my number one team and I always barrack for them against the Swans. So my question to you is, can you be a fan of two clubs or does it make you a TC? Cheers, Daniela. I feel like that's an interesting situation. I feel like there's enough that basically she hasn't done a douche. She she never throws her teams under the bus, mm-hmm. and she always picks her original team when they play off. I take exception to barracking for two teams. You mm. can have a soft spot for a second team. Yeah, I don't think you can support two teams. Yeah. Well, technically though, she got she's she's a member of both clubs. Yeah, don't care for that. No, Tear but she, one of those but, up. But the but, Carlton but. one, but really the Sydney one. <laughs> but she lives in Sydney, mm. so and she's a mad AFL fan, so she wants to go to the watch the Sydney games. But she puts Carlton above Sydney. That's a tricky one. <sighs> just, you don't just put a, a different team above. Like you don't want to support a local Melbourne team more than Lions. Yeah, but I'm not trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we answered her question. (laughs) P.S. Can I elect Tom Mitchell as the biggest fucking TC in the game? Carlton offered that fucking piece of shit bags of money at the end of 2015, and that little rat wanted to stay at the Swans. 12 months later, he TC'd his fucking way down to Hawthorne. If he fucking wins the Brownlow, I'm going to blow a fuse. I hope Isaac Haney takes such a fucking big hanger on top of him this weekend that he retires due to utter humiliation. (laughs) Didn't have me. You got tagged out of it, oh, though. Oh, man. Thanks for the email. <laughs> good. Uh, can I interject quickly with a fun story about how good footy is? So yeah. when I was a kid, Geelong supporter, and it was like, we're probably about the same age. Like that sweet spot where everyone's like riding the Gary Ablett hype. But by yeah. the time I'm really into footy, Gary's on the way out. And yep. there's like that lull period where we we're just no good. Yep. And so I'm like eight or nine and maybe a bit older. It was primary school, though, so maybe nine or ten. And... The idea of a backup team because I supported Geelong, but no one else, like my yeah. dad's an Essendon supporter, my uncle's a Melbourne supporter. So maybe we get like a backup team sort of thing. So I don't have to go as a loser to school or whatever. But the backup team I picked were the Melbourne Demons, who were doing much worse than Geelong <laughs> at that period of time. And it lasted about half a season. And I've been a Geelong fan only ever since. Why did wow. you pick the Demons? I don't know. I was Melbourne. Because I think as a kid as well, like as always, I've had it drilled into me that it's like a local thing. 
thing. And so we'd go to my uncle's place and he lived right across the road from Cardinia Park. And back then you just walk across and watch the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay or anything. And we'd go to, I always forget the name of it, out near me, Waverly. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I think the idea of like, oh, like you go for your local team. Like yeah. you support that. So as much as I love like Geelong, it was always a bit foreign that I support this team that's like an hour and a half drive away. Maybe I should go for like the local team, which I guess is Melbourne. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're that, close that to Waverley. Like, Wouldn't the local team have been Hawthorne? Yeah, but they're scum. So <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't do that. Um, oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I just, I didn't, I'd not thought about that until she was yeah. talking about being a child. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have a, I have a Melbourne demon shirt that's like, five-year-old somewhere yeah i don't think i've i think second teams i have players that i like like from other teams and then i'll get by like i get behind brisbane for yeah, you Good i'll boy. get behind brisbane yeah. um i've started getting behind Br- essendon for douche and i get behind port for jacob yeah and i've worn port stuff to games or i've never i've never gone to a brisbane or an essendon game mm. i've worn geelong stuff to games yep i gave you, you a scarf behind your boys yeah i've worn a geelong jumper to a game before oh mate yep. That's what you do. You support your mates. You do. Yeah. Because how good's footy? Oh. Uh, we've got an email from Spencer Jamison. It's victory traditions. Boys, besides having a roast, do you have any other victory traditions or rituals? Do you wear the same socks to games or only drink oh. blue Gatorade mm. on the game? I know this is common in the US and wanted to know if this was inten- uh, if this was international. Keep up the good work. P.S. What does it take to be a friend of the show? From Spencer, the man who was happier when the Lions won than when his sister told him she was pregnant. <laughs> That's how you become a friend of the show. That's how you become a friend of the show. Uh, in brackets, does that make me a TC to my family? No, mate. no, no. no. <laughs> Footy comes first. Yeah. Um, friend of the show, Spencer. Traditions, Tom. Any? So, I have lots. Yeah. You, you know, my family are fucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my my parents like so I wear I wear a, a different jumper. Watching games on TV, then I do when I'm at the ground. You got a um, home and away strip. I've got a home and away jumper. Yeah. Uh, my parents both put their scarves on their chairs. They don't wear them. They just sit them on their chairs that they sit in when they watch them at home, at, like on TV. I have a pair of Geelong socks that I wear to every game. I have a wear a lucky pair of shoes which I'm wearing right now. Oh, the uh, these 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 cons have seen three grand finals. Um, they got a cigarette burn on them from the party after the 2009 grand final. Oh, wild. Uh, that was the. I was talking to someone about that night. Actually, I was like, oh, maybe eighteen, nineteen, and I, we'd gone like so. The whole t- the hand of Geelong went ballistic and like shut down, but in a good way. Um, and everyone was just going nuts. And we went. In, we we're at a bar, and we've gone up to the. There was about eight people at this bar who were ordering drinks, and everyone's ordered like some beers. And then this bloke at the bar who was in like stubby short, like little shorts, and was blind, just saw that we all had Geelong gear on, and he's like. All these blokes here, I'm paying for their beers. So he bought us all the beers. Anyone who was at the bar at the time when he was there, he paid for their drinks and he bought everyone a shot. Oh. It was the fucking best. So I have those. Uh, I have, we have like just weird little things about where we sit and um, yeah, I, I I get very into it. My brother can't sit and watch a game on TV. He has to stand and watch the whole game. Yep. He'll sit at the games. I'll I'll stand if if I'm in it in the if I'm watching it at home and it's the fourth quarter and Brisbane are in the game I pretty much stand for the whole quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now he um he just stands for the whole game. That's do you have any insane. do you have any weird shit you do? Uh, do you nah. have any weird shit you do for wrestling? 
Oh, I get a real routine for wrestling, yeah. like the day of a show. It depends because I travel a bit as well, and that yeah. throws it out. Um, and especially since we opened the academy, like I've been training all day, like so I haven't had a chance. But generally, like um, I have this real, real weird routine where I get up, I put, I wait till the day of a show before I wash any of my things from the last show. So <laughs> sometimes that's weeks in a bag just in my car. Um, wash all my gear and stuff, put that in. Go to the gym, work out for like two hours, then grab chicken and chips from the place next door to my gym, head home, eat that, pack everything from my bag, hang like my shirts. So I have like a shirt that I'll wear to the ring and I'll take off before I start wrestling. That's wet because I've just washed it. So I put that in front of the heater. That dries while I pack the rest of my shit, eat lunch. Once it's dry, put it in my bag, zip everything up, go to the show. When I get in my gear and put my shirt on, first thing I do before I walk out, pour two liters of water on my head. Just to keep cool. So I don't know why I bother drying the shirt every time. Because <laughs> it's just soaked again as soon as I'm about to go out. Um, yeah, that, that's like my wrestling routine. And then... Um, I get the same pump up and stuff out the back, depending yep. on where I am, what I can get a hold of. Uh, for footy, not much. I the only like constant is whenever I go to a game, it's jersey on, no shirt underneath. Don't believe in that shit, no matter what the weather is. You showed up to a game we went to recently, and it was fucking freezing. Yeah, and I popped that jumper off, baby. <laughs> We're sitting in the shade at the MCG, freezing oh, and, and, and it's 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 chilly. Oh, yeah. yeah, it is. When that wind comes through, yeah. it was. Hurting my lungs, like it was so cold. Um, but yeah, that's that's. I believe in that. So no shirts under that. You wear a jumper. They're out there suffering. Yeah, why not me? I have to. I have to wear a shirt under mine because I sit in the fancy boy section. <laughs> and you need a collared <laughs> shirt in the fancy boy section. <laughs> have we got one last email from friend of the show? Actually, Isaac Anning. Subject: Something I think we can get behind. Footy's hey, pretty good this week. Is Isaac the boy who he made is. me eat a loaf of bread? Yep. Fuck you, Isaac. <laughs> How's it going, Tom and Carney? Pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah. I can't. I'm in the finals. Oh, fuck, mate. I can't complain. That's a bit... Uh, well, no, I'm not saying... A bit, bit insensitive. You weren't a math- you've been in mathematical impossibilities at about round 12. All right, don't bring mathematics into it. We don't do that on this show. Do you know, do you want a fun, dumb fact? Yeah. A friend of my brother's thought it was math magician for like until two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? Oh, 25. Jesus. Isaac, I've been meaning to send you guys an email for a while and I finally got around to doing it. First things first, I'm the guy who brought the bread to the movie maintenance show on the episode where Tom ate the toast. You were saying that you didn't know when I had bought the bread. Just want to let you know, even though this is three months late, that I bought it that afternoon. I was kind of hoping he's like, I bought it three weeks prior to that. Well, that's good because that's good. I would so, have vomited. Yeah. Were you still alive? I, I nearly did vomit. It was fucking gross. A few weeks ago, you were talking about a rule where if you have an extra player on the field and a ref notices, your score gets put to zero. This is an actual rule in the WRFL. What is that? Do you know what that is? Is it the Wrestling Football League? Oh. Fuck, have you got a wrestling football team? No. Oh, you should. You should. Yeah. I got a, a bar- you should have a basketball team. I have a basketball team. Like a wrestling one though. Oh well what's funny is I'm going from here to play basketball. And- is it a team full of wrestlers? Well, no, it's a team from people when I worked at JB years ago, but they're all at conference, so I've replaced them with wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> I had to grab like four fill-ins. <laughs> the team will come up because Boys. you can see these guys walk out in the court and be like, oh fuck. <laughs> Why are they all wearing belts? This is weird. <laughs> I'm gonna assume that it's it's a, a some sort of local football league. Yeah, has to be. Yeah, uh, a couple of games ago, my brother's team got caught for accidentally having an extra player on the ground, and their score was reset. At the time, they were winning the game, and it was in the third quarter of the game. Uh, they somehow caught up again and went on to win the game. That's a oh fair wow! Uh, it's the Western Region Football League. Ah, oh, beautiful. Uh, I don't know what region. 
Good work, Professor of Football. This weekend, just gone, my brother, who plays for Spotswood, won the under-17s grand final. Oh, they're Victorian-based. There you go. And, he, and he's only 15, and he was in the under-17s. Congratulations. Jeez. The yeah, final scores were Cooper's Crossing 29 and Spotswood 48. Bit of a low-scoring game. Yeah, it's all right. Two quick questions. What will happen after the finals? Will you just upload occasionally or not upload until next season? Uh, may as well answer that one. We're just going to push on, I think. We're going to, There's a lot to cover. There's going to be like the reviews of yeah, we're going to review various teams, various teams and, and um, come up with some dumb shit to do. We'll, we won't be going away, though. And then there will be the draft. Um, yep, trade, the trade week. period. So there is stuff. There'll be Presumably stuff. there'll be a break you know, sometime yeah. around the Christmas sort of part of the year. But it might not be weekly, but we will still be coming at you in some form. Yeah, we'll have more details on that soon. But yeah, we're not going away. Uh, and what will you do for the grand final? Example, have a live episode. Well, well, can we? Can we I think we can. Oh, can we? We're being in permission. Like, we got told we could. Oh, I'm excited. We're going to be there. Oh, how good's footy at the grand final? <laughs> how good's footy at the grand final? Um, we're not going to do necessarily a live episode. We're going to try to record some stuff we'll while we're there. Stuff. I was going to yeah. say, if you're going to do a live episode, it would have to be like a viewing party. Like, you couldn't, I don't think it would no. be a fun episode if you were oh, just no, at the yeah. grand final no, no, recording. Yeah. We're going to record something some... in a room watching it with yeah. people. Correct. Then, yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll record stuff at the grand final, yes. which will be in that. And then potentially might episode. do something as like an end of season thing after the grand final. But watch this space. We, well, we are going and we're going we're gonna Representing how good's footy um, when Geelong take on Richmond. Oh, that would be the biggest game ever. Um, thanks for a great football podcast to listen to and keep up the good work. Tom, I'll be tipping the Cats this week. Hopefully they win and get into the grand final. May the future be filled with roasts. Oh, thanks, love Isaac. It. Um, Brilliant, mate. Tom, if people want to send us an email, where can they find us? If they want to send us an email, uh, they just send an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. Um, if they want to send us a toaster... As Mark did. We thank got, you, Mark. We got a stu- new studio toaster from Mark. Oh. So don't know who you are, which Mark you are, but thank you, Mark. Champion. Um, or if you want to tweet us stuff, you can tweet us at How Goods Footy or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. Where can they find you, Dowie? <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, actually had to do this. Is, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is. A, do you think that oh, this um, is going to be mine, a revelation moment for a lot of your listeners? That mine's like, a different oh. Dowie. Um, I'm at Dowie James uh, on most things I think on Facebook I'm super Dowie to find that but that's pretty straightforward D-O-W-I-E they've seen it in your Twitter handle I don't know why I'm bothering got any shows coming up we, we do. See you do your thing. We got a show this Friday night, Battle Championship Wrestling. The venue eludes me, but if you jump online, you'll be able to find that pretty fast. That's actually a tour with a bunch of old ECW guys. So if you like wrestling, there's RVD, Sabu, Shane Douglas. They're all going to be on the show. Justin Credible's there. Is that uh, in Melbourne? That's in Melbourne. Yep. Where Saturday night, same company, Battle Championship Wrestling, same tour, Tajiri. I'm remembering all these people that are actually draws more than me. Uh, we're in Adelaide. Oh. Then next week, we've got the same tour, Friday night up in Sydney, and then we're in Essendon for Melbourne City Wrestling, which is my pride and joy. Uh, that's called Fight to Survive. It's a retro theme thing, Survivor Series main event. If you're coming down, we're encouraging people to dress up like it's the 80s. Oh. Uh, yeah, 80s wrestling theme. Does that Best. mean you will be donning... Champagne pyro. champagne pyro, which I've, was your name. Yeah, I've tweeted out a couple pictures teasing that, but no. <laughs> I know I will be. It's going to be so deflating for people. <laughs> Just come out in the jacket, surely, right? 
Yeah. Run out on fire. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. With the Geelong uh, team song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or just, we are Geelong. Do yeah, that, <laughs> that shitty oh. cheering over the top. Ah. What's really disorientating is if you're at a live game and the crowd is going crazy and then there's this piped in crowd noise over the yeah. top. Yeah, oh, I hate the piped in crowd shit. noise. It is. It's garbage. Um, Get rid dumb. of it. I'd prefer the weird roar. Anyway. Who does the roar? Can- Brisbane. I close out with a really fun story that I totally forgot to bring up. At the start of the year, I spent about five weeks in the States and a couple of days of that was at Washington, D.C. And my partner's a mad Essendon supporter and we found an AFL game that was going to be played in Washington. And like they've got an entire league there. There's something like 32 teams in this league. Holy shit. It's like just regional, like sort of footy and stuff, but because obviously the population's so dense. So it was going to be like um, South Carolina versus someone. And I checked the night before, found out where it is. It was like terrible weather. And we're like, all right, we're going to go out. So it's like 11 in the morning. We go out. We're wading through. Like To be fair, the day before, some of the worst weather I've ever been in. Next day, not bad. Wasn't raining. It was yeah. still wet. There was still puddles around. But like the day before was a storm. Find this goddamn oval. Nothing's happening. I'm like this is wrong. There's like eight ovals where we are. So we walk around to all eight. Can't find it anywhere. Go back. I'm, I have to go online and double check what is going on. Go to the Facebook page. Find this team that's advertising it. Find that they haven't done a post, but someone's commented on a previous post going, sorry, have to apologize to the team and stuff. We don't have a field to play on because of poor weather conditions. I don't think you understand the point of this winter sport. <laughs> if you're cancelling because it's goddamn raining, this is not AFL. <laughs> they need to watch the game with Wayne Harms yeah. where he just slides on some mud. <laughs> Hard enough. Disgusting. Oh, lift, America. Lift. God. But boys, how good's footy? Oh. Go Lions next year. Go Cats this year. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 